What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Lady Blair Sings the Blues, a podcast where three, well, in this case, two, two beautiful, full-figured, talented Black women talk about their experiences and perspectives moving through this world. Happy New Year and all that good shit. This is sometimes yeah. be. This is Kylie Too Smart. We are happy to be back. We feel a little bit more refreshed in the new year. I'm so glad that we took that two week break in December. It was well needed. We needed to all get our shit talking mushrooms together. And I'm glad that we are here. How you doing, Kylie? I am doing the thing that Kylie does, which is um, floating through the universe as a good little noodle and uh, planning for the future and pulling my energies back together. Um, This new year, new energy. New energy. New year, new energy. Um, I had recently left my uh, last job and I'm kind of like in a transition period. Mm -hmm. Um, But it really like allowed me to focus. I was like, okay, so now what do I have to do? You know, in those moments where things seem to be falling apart, that's often like where you get like the most clarity and can like actually do some real quality organizing for how you want your um, future to look. And so instead of hitting the panic button and like deep diving into depression, which (laughs) everyone is wont to do every once in a while when life gets hectic, um, I asked for help, you know, I reached out to my family, um, I reached out to you. Uh, reached out to sources that I had, started looking at um, what I had already had in the plan for myself in terms of like massage and getting that together. Um, and so now I'm, I'm kind of like in a sweet spot where it's like I'm set up to get my business cards rolling, got my website set up. So yeah, these are all good things. Yeah. I am feeling really positive tomorrow's birthday. Yeah, no, I'm I'm feeling positive with you. Yeah, I'm sorry that like, you know, right as of the year you're like, ooh, I'm not with that org anymore. I'm like, oh. But you know what? Like, yeah, I'm not with that org anymore, but I needed to spend time um, at yeah. home, like yeah. fixing my house, checking on the people that were around me. There were so many people, like seasonal depression is real. We've been kind of talking about how to keep um, people on the up and up. Um, but it was really like I spent the last few weeks checking in with people. Um, I went and visited some friends and just spent a weekend doing art and like talking and um, networking and planning for the future and getting centered and feeling like really ready and prepared to like get back to work and going to the gym been working on getting up early yeah. uh eating and porridge and it was just porridge? like i made some porridge with oh it was really simple too just like some chicken some ginger little low sodium soy uh garlic for sure and then um i love porridge because like the base is so simple that you can add like all your toppings and fixings and everybody can get like a different flavor profile for however they want it. And it's like, it was perfect weather, it was cold. It was just not chicken noodle soup for the soul. It was definitely a porridge for the soul. And it was like, everybody came out of their rooms and their sweaters and it was like, grab their bowl and put their bowl together. It was really cute home bonding stuff. So I'm starting to recognize um, the importance of stepping into that role, not only as like a homeowner, but oh, an alarm for the podcast, lulz. <laughs> not a homeowner, but as um, someone who's kind of stepping into the role of being the head of their family and what that really means in terms of like keeping everybody together and keeping everybody moving in a positive track in a positive way and like envisioning growth for the future so yeah no i love that that's the space that i'm in right now i'm really happy for it so yeah no i love i absolutely love hearing that like it's it's another form of like when people say you're thriving this is it like this is what 
like thriving should look like or manifest to be. Um, and so I'm really happy to see like the storytelling that you have had on this podcast about getting the house, getting yourself situated, doing you essentially. So I'm glad that that things are just, you know, coming along. Um, I would like to tell the listeners um, as a heads up, I know Prowers and I, Prowers is on this call right now because she is doing some MAGFest duties. Um, not not that she's directly uh, related to the, to the convention itself, but she has had been doing the hosting duties of uh, some of the guests there, as well as, um, you know, just being like a helpful hand, but also taking caution because of, um, you know, COVID reasons. MAGFest, um, carried on with having an event, um, which is fine because, you know, holding events are expensive. Like the logistics of like getting an event together is it's expensive. And so it just sucks that all at the same time, Mar- Omicron, Marion, whatever you want to call it. It's <laughs> been speaking of manifestation. COVID's like we're manifesting. Um, <laughs> but uh, now like a man. <laughs> They're not manifesting. They are infesting man. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so I I backed out last minute. Um, I was supposed to be there to help be a liaison for guests and be a helpful hand and a floater, um, but it didn't turn out. I didn't want to fly from west to east and possibly spread anything that was happening on the west coast. Um, you know. COVID keeps evolving, so who knows? Like, you can be conspiracy theory about it, but my little mini, like, conspiracy theory is like, you know, what's on the West could be different on the East. And so I was just like, I'm backing out. Like, if I'm not a performer, if I'm not a featured person and I am not getting paid, it's just better if I just, you know, stay back. And so that I took that decision and canceled my flight, my hotel and all that stuff. And it, it sucks. Um, I have a lot of family that were going to fest, like Grayson was there, Mag- uh, Ran was there. Um, I wanted to meet Damn Celine for the first time, Twelve, and, and so it's just, it just sucked. It just really, really sucked. And I was super bummed. Um, and I was looking forward to meet a lot of new people that I kept in contact on online and it just it just really really sucked but at the same time with it sucking I know that it I felt better being safer and then also keeping those on that who were there for business safe as well and so I just want to apologize I know we were hyping it up for weeks um, but I stayed put um, as kind of like a compromise for maybe next time or you know Mag West is still happening in the fall so hopefully you know if things are looking good then then I can you know folks can come out to the west side and I can see them there but like you know things are so tentative right now and it's and it's one of those things like i've been doing a good job with taking the right steps i have yet to get covid and i say yet because who knows what covid can mutate to so but i know because i haven't gotten it yet that i've been taking pretty good steps thus far and so diligence right so if i'm doing what is what is right and i or if i've been taking what's been recommended i i think I'm just gonna keep doing that until until things subside. Um, so yeah, get vaccinated, get boosted. Sure, there's breakthrough cases happening, but it's better to have the vaccinations just to kind of act as a shield. Like just do that for yourself. Um, and so, anywho, but yeah, that's my quick spiel. I want to dive into Magfest and the things that I saw, but I don't think it's for, fair for prowess to not participate in that yes, conversation. Yeah, I was like, definitely need to have prowess. Right? Um, yes, for sure. Um, but so, also, I just wanted to um, say, like, kudos, kudos to you, ma'am, for prioritizing also, like, your mental health, because had you gone just knowing like who you are and how you like things to operate, like you wouldn't have been able to enjoy yourself. And then like sad ball of stress and then it wouldn't have been like the, the, you wouldn't have gotten anything um, like positive out of that experience. And so like sometimes- Yeah, and that's the other thing. Yeah, and the thing is like, I don't want 
to, you know, and it's just the love in me. It's, I know everyone's doing their thing where I'm waving at you from afar or I'm doing a quick, like, you know, roundabout in the parking lot and I'm saying hi to you, dropping off gifts. Like that's what Twill's been doing. Cause um, Twill's trying to keep it safe as well. Twill has no business at Fest. And so Twill's doing her best to not only see her fam, but to also like, you know, keep it safe. And she's doing a great job to, especially where how much emotion that it goes into that because it's like, it sucks to see someone you love and not be able to go up to them and hug them it sucks like I can't like Grayson's my boy dude like I love Grayson like me and Grayson like we'll chat regularly check in regularly and like if I were to see Grayson be like nah dudes like don't don't get close to me it hurts <laughs> and and like you said like it's a bundle of stress because like not only that there's some people I love but there's strangers who are out there wilding you know like I don't want to have to like walk every 20 feet and see some asshole with their mask down it's like dude keep that shit up like you know or like you know if I see somebody that I know who potentially might be positive or like hacking up a cough and it's like now I have to go report them like <laughs> right? the the will report sometimes the yeah and it's not snitching like, no. and to be clear this whole thing <laughs> this whole thing v about is a mod bot <laughs> i'm a moderator uh, the whole thing about snitching is people are like ah don't snitch like don't snitch it's like not nah. like let's take the dark cloud over snitching real quick it's not about snitching because you're trying to be a rat it's snitching because you're trying to keep everybody safe so if you're acting a fool out there like of course i'm gonna say something being like yo someone came in here with a deadly disease before you wreck yourself yeah so anywho i'm just like so any anyway i I, I would love to have progress on this and yeah. to chat about MacFest. I saw a lot of wonderful things on Twitch. Kudos to MacFest for having a yeah. very reliable broadcast. Fantastic. Yeah, they had not only their main page, but they had a concerts page and they also had a panels page. And so it was, I was able to feel some percentage of excitement from home. So kudos yeah. to fucking them. All and right. um, like the little bits that I did see on Instagram, like I did see people double masking and like they being very like. I know Navy Montel. We see you, Navy. Navy. Giving it, giving it. He was like, wasn't even in his full gear. He was like, we are masking, masking. <laughs> I was like, cool, get it on. Him and his pimp daddy face. cosplay, though, like, he Bro. was looking good. All right. <laughs> he needs to hear this. <laughs> get your shot, ladies. <laughs> Shoot your yes. shot. Get your get yourself a nerdy daddy, for real. <laughs> <laughs> What's our next section? I know. So anyway, we were supposed to actually go into like the new year. Um, and I, just a couple of things like with like, you know, venturing into the new year, I really like how people are kind of trending instead of like new year, new me. It's more like, what are you doing to make yourself refreshed? Like, what are some routines that you do to, you know, kind of get yourself centered and get, get ready, set, go? Because it is kind of a refreshing period. Like, not only that, like the workplace will do HR things to make sure that you close out the year. Accounting people do things to close out the year. But culturally, people do things to close out the year as well. And so I just kind of wanted to share, like, I don't do the black eyed peas thing. I didn't even know about that until like maybe three years ago. And I'm just like, Ooh, did I miss that part of the experience? <laughs> like, yeah. um, but I do do a lot of reflecting about who I am, how to keep learning, how to grow, how to strengthen the person that I already am. And so it's a lot of spiritual take if anything, but um, as for like the gimmicky, like new me, I have started running and I started running maybe like back in December and I think I'm doing no gimmick. So I, doing I a great job. Thank you. And I think I'm just trying to get the joy in running. And so I've gotten to a point where I can listen to anything on the earphones now and just go. So that makes me happy. Um, and I have like a little route that I take. So, 
Um, hopefully I, my goal is to maybe just do four miles nonstop. Um, but you know, right now I'm still kind of at the mile and a half marker. So we'll see where that goes. Um, but I'm hoping I can keep that up and I do it every other day. I'm not doing it every day, like a crazy person. I'll, Wait, and this is like out in the real world, not on a treadmill or like right. in the gym, because a lot of people I'm like, Oh, I could totally do five miles. I'm like, yeah, in the gym on an elliptical five miles in the real world is not the same as five miles in the gym. So like extra kudos for you because it's not easy. Um, there's so you know many who really people. inspired me to who inspired you. <laughs> there was a, <laughs> there was a Will Smith reel. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> where, he got the Nick <laughs> where he got the Nickelodeon award and he goes, there's two important things, reading and running. And he talked about the running part. He's like, there's always going to be that little voice in your head that something hurts and it really doesn't. And I went, oh, he right. And then I tried it and went, wow, he's really right. I just had to ignore it. That's awesome. So now I just think about Will Smith before I go out for a run. <laughs> oh. Fresh Prince still giving. Look at you. Fresh Prince is still giving. What about you, Fresh Kylie? Prince what do you do for the new year? Um, I've been going to the gym and um, like actually like taking more time to organize my space because the house has been so hectic and I had spent a lot of time preparing it for the people who live here with me now. So I'm um, like my my aunt and I have two uh, roommates who are here that have been longtime friends. And so I was putting my time into making sure that that space was livable. And now I'm just getting to my space. And I'm like, the timing is new year, clear space. We're going through the closet. We're getting rid of old clothes. We're getting fresh makeup things, um, like really hopping on the skincare, just now it's a time to like actively start taking a little better care of myself because I see that um, there are so many people that I impact regularly. And it's, it's true, like you can't take care of someone else unless your stuff is straight. So for me, maintaining that balance, making sure I drink enough water, making sure I spend enough time outside in the sun, you know, do do a little yard work. I don't have to go out and socialize, um, but it's just like, you do need to spend some time getting that fresh air and like getting your blood moving. Um, I've been doing yoga every morning. That's something that I got from you, honestly. Like seriously. Uh, I still do yoga, yoga, by the way, it's great. I just signed up for, um, to do two months worth of classes with a friend of mine who does yoga. Um, so, and I'm like, support local. So I'm supporting local. Support and local. I'm going to do that with her once a week on Wednesdays. That's so I can't wait. <laughs> and then one thing I do for Christmas um, as kind of a way of tying into the new year, like when people ask me what I want for gifts, I typically will request um, like books and music. Um, or now I'm in a, in a stage where I can be like, oh, I have like, there's this cool like spa stuff for this specific modality that would be nice to have. So um, all the things that I'm requesting for, I am planning on using in the new year. So like now I have fresh new books that I can, you know, use for my mind. I've got um, like a new kit of like hot to implement for my business practice. So this, this new year's coming in, nothing but productivity and like Positive growth. I think people get like positive growth confused with just like false positivity and like, oh, everything's all light and happiness. That's not it. There's still the struggle, but there's beauty in the struggle. And it's, it really is the mindset. Um, I've started playing chess. I'm playing chess because life is like chess. Uh, you know what I mean? You need to be able to adapt to the moves and like, don't give up. That's something that I've been learning. Like you just, you just never give up. I'm talking about give up what? <laughs> it's life. We are here. We are existing, and we are only here for 
whatever amount of time we're blessed with and we have to make the most with that time and with the connections that we have. And um, so that's something that has been heavily on my mind lately. Really been on my philosophy. I think the passing of like Desmond Tutu and also like Sydney and Poirier has just like kind of centered that well as a, as a life lesson to really take in yeah, um, let's uh, let's actually celebrate them real quick. Like, yeah. I those are some two heavyweights that that have you know had a very meaningful life um, and meaningful where they really did lead the their their communities and culture. And so, like, can you like kind of dive into that? Sure. Um, so uh, we'll start with Desmond Tutu. Um, Desmond Tutu passed on the 26th. He was 90 years old, um, and he was the first South African Anglican bishop as a Black man. We have to specify that because we're talking about South Africa, and he came up during the time of apartheid, which which is a time of legal segregation. Ooh, welcome back. Location change. We had to do some quick adjusting. But here we are back talking about Desmond Tutu and um, his work, or rather his anti-apartheid work, which was um, a huge cultural um, movement that he was a part of in not only unifying black leaders in South Africa, but also um, really being able to reach white leaders um, through his um, activism, through his theology, uh, through his works um, within politics. And um, he basically led his life by example. He was the type of man who would come with you and have a gentle smile on his face and have very difficult conversations. Um, I think that's one of the um, most impactful things that we can do with religion um, and theology. And when we look at our religious leaders, really what purpose that serves for us as human beings and um, what purpose religion serves for us societally. And it really is a moral check, right? Um, So he was able to utilize his relationship with God and um, his, his relationship with theology and his position within the church to have real world impact um, that is lasting that we see today. And so Desmond Tutu is someone who's definitely, definitely, definitely worth looking into. Look at his speeches, um, look at how he moved through the world and how he, he um, navigated these challenges. And he, he is a man, <laughs> you know what I mean? He is a person who had influence. We all have influence, every so single one I of us. what I really love hearing about this is and this is the part of my life where I really wasn't very much so aware about this leader until, until Kylie brought it up. And then I'm like, I don't, and I'm like, I don't know who that is. And then both Kylie and Prowers are like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sorry, okay. I'm sorry. But the thing that I was very much so impressed about was the way that religion is channeled. I'm sure that there has been an episode on this podcast where we've talked about how faith, how our faith has been challenged. Um, And for me, faith is challenged because I've seen God used as an excuse for poor behavior and that that poor behavior should be basically forgiven. And I say forgiven in quotes, because you need, because if you're a child of God, you should forgive everybody. And for me, that's not accountability. (laughs) that's that's not accountability um and so that's just you trying to find an objective moral compass to justify what you've done 
say that I prayed it away and then go on about your life, which is, that doesn't work. Like as, as human, hey, we pick up patterns. We did 10 Hail Marys, okay? <laughs> <laughs> They're good. <laughs> the human experience is one of those things where we as people will collect trending behavior and and tread those waters based off of that trending behavior. So like, if you keep doing things where you're harming your community, people will take that into account and just deal with you based off of that. Um, And so for me, that was just kind of like a thing where it's like, I don't need religion to analyze people. And I also don't need religion to forgive. Um, If anything, like changed behavior and sustaining changed behavior is, is like, you know, one of those things that validate an apology. Um, I don't believe in performative apologies um, where like you have the whole world watching you and then you turn around and do the same thing again. Like it's what a lot of celebrities do. And so um, for me, I was very turned off by it. And I also don't like kind of like the Bible thumping, knocking on the door, trying to change you because you're a lost spirit. It's like, leave me alone. Um, But what I do appreciate- I'm not with the proselytization. I'm like, I'm not with the process, right? But what I do appreciate is like, if you do have a faith and it's one of those things that does give you a really solid moral ground and you're able to influence- others in the right direction, meaning that you're not using it to excuse poor behavior, but to augment a greater message to better build your communities and to better be informative and to strengthen and to strengthen where it's like, not only that you are using faith to always grow and learn, that's a beautiful thing to me. Like I, and I love seeing that. And so it's one of those things where you're rechanneling the religion, which is, which I'm getting this impression from this man who has done for his whole career. Um, and that's something that I like. Um, it's, it's just something that I ra- would rather see. It's like, because yeah, I've had a very, um, tainted view of religion and I was just like, eye rolling big, but from what I understand that this also is a man who very much so like Martin Luther, Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. He was like very much so about equal rights. um, And then also like making sure that people felt more free than they actually were in the circumstances of their, of their environment. So also the abolition of South Africa's passport laws, um, making sure that there was a common system of education and the cessation of forced deportation from South Africa to the so-called homelands. And so like, these are things to me that I'm like, these speak, this echoes. Echoes. And not only that, but fusing um, Black theology and African theology and at the same time also advocating for gay rights. Mm -hmm. um, Huge. Yeah. I don't think people really... um, Stop reciting verses at me saying that gays are wrong. Like, excuse me? I thought someone of a religion, you're supposed to love all. Well, I mean... Sorry, go on. (laughs) It's just the way way that um, he respects human life. I think too many times we'll join um, a religion because it is a community and it gives them power to separate themselves and it does create a us versus them ideology and his approach to theology to religion to spirituality was to dissolve that and say we are all having a human experience we are all humans here on earth having a physical existence you know we are but we are spiritual beings in a physical existence and um he clearly showed through his works, what one person can do with the intent of true love and respect for your fellow human being. Um, And all of the other things, it's like, you may not know exactly who he is or like what happened in the apartheid, but you know, there's people today that are still talking about it. Um, I was like, Noah, With the, the comedian, you know, and he wrote books. Uh, he's from Johannesburg, and he writes about his experience growing up, um, like 
because the apartheid lasted through like the 80s and the 90s, which for you and I, it's like we were literally babies when that was happening. So unless you were having somebody, oh, or watching A Different World, A Different World definitely um, talks about um, the apartheid and a bunch of other like different um, civil rights activists that were happening at the time and artists like that's one of the reasons why I will forever love that show like that show put put me on to so many different things that were happening and it's it's of its time um talk about positivity and education and showing what people can do as a collective um so yeah flowers love and light to Desmond Tutu 90 years old that is that's a wonder that's nothing to balk at like yo that's a black man at 90 years old Hello, surviving and thriving. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure there's been many. Um, not to get dark, but you know, the men who who um, sh- who murdered Ahmad Aubrey got life without parole. Well, one of them has a chance at parole, but like they all, but like the fact that like a black man's life is not something that you can see that goes past the years of like 30 or 40 like um it's beautiful to see that you know leaders who lead things like this big who were able to live a long thriving life and to see the result and see some result um of their effects to their community which is amazing um and to live to see that they won like things like the Nobel peace prize um but yeah, like I, I think about that a lot where it's like, if you see a black man who lives to be of old age, like that's beautiful. Um, it's very, it's very, um, it's a, it's a wonderful thing to see um, versus, versus what we see in the mainstream. Right. In the mainstream media. Speaking of another wonderful um, black men leading things in community, Sydney Portier had also passed um, January 6th, dear 2022. <laughs> you already suck. No, Just they'd kidding. be taking Betty White. Betty <laughs> White! <laughs> Sorry, go back to Sydney, but like, they took us. Go back to Sydney, Betty White said, I had enough. <laughs> I will oh, go as I please. It, <laughs> oh my God, she was great. Um, Actors, man, actors. Sidney Poitier was an actor. Um, he's a Bahamian American actor, director, ambassador. Um, in 1964, he was the first Black person, Black person, and first Bahamian to win an Academy Award for Best Actor. Um, his films are revolutionary. Um I, I think I had posted like a clip to Instagram. There's a scene um, from a movie where a white man slaps him and he slaps him back. And like, this was in a time where that did not happen. Seeing yourself on screen. We talk about representation here a lot on this show and we would be absolutely remiss um, to not recognize the fact that this man brought so much culture and representation um, and expanded the idea of what it is to be black, what it means to be a black man and be treated with respect, what it means to be a black person of thought, of consciousness. And he inspired so many other great actors and directors um, of our time just an incredible, incredible man with an incredible life story. Like, please do some research on him. He deserves all the flowers as well. And I'm still tripping on Betty White. <laughs> I'm still We're tripping all on tripping White. about Betty White, dude. Like, so <sighs> Betty White, like from a kind of just like a dumb meme standpoint was like, I loved her because she just had such a great sense of humor and she knew who she was as a person. And also the way that she paved opportunities for black people as well, back in her early days as an actress um, and entertainer. Um, But I love the fact that like, when I saw her trending on Twitter, I didn't think much of it. I was just like, Oh no, is this one of those like Ric Flairisms where like you see the name and you're like, Oh shit. And then you see that it's like, Oh, 
that is something phenomenal that they did and we're reminiscing um great <laughs> but no this time it was like real like this time she actually uh, said um it's time for me to see y'all from above um and so i want to celebrate her because like i also love the stories that she has had about having like you know black people being part of her shows and that the producers are a like a real ally yeah truly an ally and she's like well if y'all not gonna have me if you're not gonna have them on here then we should just not at all and and they would get upset and like being a white woman in that her position sure women then back in the early days of her career didn't have a lot of leeway but at the same time it's great to see that she used her voice regardless um you know i think that's funny because one of the things that we talk about is like intersectionality here on this um show mm -hmm. and how it's like just because you see like one community struggling um, doesn't mean that you cannot then go join when you see another community struggling because ultimately it's all the same struggle. So if you're seeing um, that you are struggling um, just as a woman because there's some injustice there that is gender biased and you see another person that is struggling because they are experiencing a racial bias and you both know that these biases are wrong. Yep. Team the fuck up. That's and like right. that is right. all of all of the people that we've talked about today on the show are ex like perfect examples of people who recognize that and did that. Uh, Sydney Portier is like a raisin in the sun. Guess who's coming to dinner? These are all stories of like, hey, <laughs> hello, white world. We brought a black man home for dinner, and it's like it. And it is that like joining um, together and they got stuff done. Look what happens when you work together. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Network. Work together. Work together. Make sure that there's other shit that stinks. Uh, please just make sure that you're aware. <laughs> All right. So uh, moving along into uh, some nerdy and dirty isms. Oh, Kylie, oh, I feel like we... Kylie's leading the show today. <laughs> we are leading for real, for the real. show. For real, for real. Lulz. <laughs> Now that we've given our flowers to the people who inspire us, um, it's time to give some flowers to ourselves and uh, see what's going to inspire us kinkily in this upcoming year. So things you would like to explore this year. I'll start because it's something that I have been thinking about. And that is, it's gonna sound simple to a lot of people, but for me, it's something that like I don't really do. And I've been thinking about it a lot, which is actually talking during sex. Talking during sex? Talking during sex. Okay. So um, I was in a long relationship and it was very um, emotional based. Like, so all of our sex was... Um, very like loving and very spiritual and there wasn't a lot of talking it was very much just like in the flow in the moment okay there there wasn't a lot of um like I won't say checking in because all of the sex was consensual and it was lovely and it was beautiful and um it was a, a deeper connection um, but it was not, I think because it was so deep and we took it so seriously, it was like, it wasn't as playful as it could have been and as exploratory as it could have been. And I think part of that is really just getting comfortable talking, talking while you're having sex. Um, I had an experience where someone was talking to me and like, I really, like, it kind of shook me a little bit. I was like, Am I, how do I respond? I don't know how to respond. <laughs> like, am I into it? I'm, I'm still into it. It wasn't, it wasn't even like, it wasn't even dirty talk either. It was literally just like someone checking in because, hey, we're not like long-term emotional partners. I don't know your body like that. I haven't spent two or three months yeah. getting to know what turns you on um, and just like, learning you and so it's like we're in the moment learning each other and talking and figuring it out and that was exciting <laughs> it 
oh my god i was like oh i might be into talking talk to me sir ma'am them hello talk talk to me talk not to you to being me. like no, so while this is happening you're like so what's for dinner i was really thinking chicken dinner? alfredo I was <laughs> with a little bit of the garlic bread not that texas toast though make it bougie and artisan let's go Ooh, everything i want is bougie and artisan someone was laughing at me because they were like bitch even your porn is bougie and artisan <laughs> like what are you bougie doing and artisan porn bougie and artisan yes porn. i have a collection of, i have a collection and there's this one um piece and it's simply titled fuck but it has a synopsis and it's like an exploration of sensuality through the ages and it's like all of these very artsy scenes and <laughs> production value <laughs> because look, look why not look at where we are i want the highest production value please <laughs> it won many awards okay <laughs> it was thrilling it was everything it was supposed to be it gave what it was supposed to give there were some scenes a little problematic um just because they were exploring some interracial play where i was like i think perhaps you needed someone to help guide you through this particular scene because it was a little problematic. Um, but the rest of it was lovely and they were just flabbergasted. They were just like, what is, <laughs> everything you do gotta be art? And I'm like, yes, it's life. Everything we do has to be art. Even the porn we watch must be art. <laughs> Oh my God, I'm one of those old eccentric ladies with like crazy glasses and just hearts, darling. <laughs> um, so yeah, more um, open talking while having sex. That is something that I definitely want to explore because I was just, I was stuck, y'all. I was stumped, and I don't like to be stumped at anything. I was like, he got me. What he took. What what's happening here? Um, I felt like he won, <laughs> and I normally don't even feel like it's a fight or a game. But I was like, oh, he won. He, oh yeah. He, don't you hate it when you're around. like, why did I take the L during that? How did I take an L? It wasn't really an L. Um, many an orgasm was had. There was no real L ever taken. But I was just I felt unprepared, <laughs> and I like feeling prepared. <laughs> So that was my, that's my okay. goal. That was my I like journey. it. I like it what a are, lot. What are we doing for um, the new year? I haven't really sat and thought about this. Um, I'm in a weird spot where I am not buying anything particular because I'm going to, I'm, my lease is up <laughs> in April and I'm also not a person that likes a lot of materials. Um, and I'm also not a person who likes to have a bunch of stuff. And so uh, I'm not saying I'm a minimalist, but I'm an aspiring minimalist. Um, and I preface that because there are- All the sex toys are gone. <laughs> there are certain, yes, yeah, so there are certain things I wanna buy, but I don't wanna buy it because I don't, it's gonna take up space <laughs> to say the least. And so- The rose is very small. I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. I did. Effective. So what's funny about that little rose clip thing is like, it's basically my cash asked like, Hey, so what's the Lamborghini of sex toys? And I said, it's the rose clip device. Like, it's or that like any of the, like the Lelo Lelo is. Yeah. So um, to spice things up, I, I haven't really thought about it. If anything, like I want to have the space to do things away from each other's beds. Like basically that's, that's all I'm going to say. Um, the reason why is like, <laughs> I feel like I'm still kind of in this dumb like college mindset where it's like, I have to do things just exclusively in my room because I'm trying to keep the integrity of the house. Like, like that's just like, it's a, it's a courtesy and respect thing. And so 
I'm just like, okay, I'll just keep things in my room and vice versa. Like he keeps things in his room and it's like, that's fine. But it's like, I just hate that. It's only, it's the only space that we can like bond at. And so I'm, I'm hoping like once we move and once we have our own space, like we have more options. And so that's kind of where I'm coming from with that, not to be a super perv. And if anybody's like, ew, why would you do it other, ever, anywhere else? I'm like, listen, bro, like, I'm not trying to say I know your sex life, but we all know about the people who like go outside and just like fuck fervously behind a bush. So don't come at me. I just want a different place to do things. That's it. Like, like the kitchen, simple. maybe. <laughs> the kitchen? Mm. <laughs> it's literally that simple. And so um so yeah i can't wait until when i move in with him like then that's when like there's certain things where i'm like okay i'm now comfortable i now i can just go like once we're done straight from where we did things to just the shower instead of just being like mm, is my roommate there can i just like have to get dressed and all and then go in the shower and then not be like i can just go okay done straight to shower like you know it it, it would just be nice and so that's basically kind of like my goal because i've never had that before um um, and you know what's going through my mind right it. now? Oh my god! It's the, it wasn't me, Shaggy. My god! <laughs> Did she call me on the it counter? Wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't me. me. Saw me banging on the sofa. It wasn't, it wasn't me. me. Even had her in the shower. It wasn't, it wasn't me. me. <laughs> Didn't even get it on camera. Wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't my shoulder. Was it wasn't me. me. It's, it's a good song. Before. Shaggy did so well. Shaggy did so well. Dear Shaggy. Dear Shaggy. Thank you for shagging it up in the bathroom. Thank you. It wasn't um, for that toxic ass song. We love you. It was pretty toxic. It was a pretty ass. It was a pretty toxic. It was bad. But like there was a lot of music that was toxic and we forget that was toxic. Oh my God. The music video. And then the references later from Boots. I cannot. We live. We stand. We oh living for the culture yes so yes mm, uh this year good things i'm looking forward to hearing the the new explorations girl <laughs> a whole new v so much that the podcast is allowed to hear on public and also listen i still got a job <laughs> at least i'm not saying like exclusively like exclusively what i'm trying to say but anywho uh yeah so <laughs> We haven't said anything too crazy so far. No, no, no. I mean, it's yeah. not like my mom listens to this podcast. <laughs> I she think actually, my mom probably she, does. She does listen now. And I, my face went as blue as my hair. I was like, oh, she found it. Okay, cool. I mean, oh, my mom knows what's up. <laughs> I, it's one of my secret pleasures in life is to just like, <laughs> um, like the adults that are around us. I don't get too wild, but every once in a while I'll be like, penis and just watch my mom's face go red and Kylie you can't say that like, uh, <laughs> I mean how oh was God, Kylie born how was Keith oh, born did you oh, just look at a of, penis and say I'm pregnant a prude. <sighs> the sex they're having the sex they're having the sex yeah they are having funny the about sex. parents being like oh, sex it's like can you please reevaluate how, why we're all standing in this room right now? Can we just talk about that? Like I'm here because there was pleasure that occurred. That's why I'm here. Cause there was pleasure that happened. Like, don't try to front. Like you looked in the sky and said, God blessed me with another Jesus. Like, don't do this to me. Do not I mean, lie. I personally, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> I came from the conception. <laughs> it's nicer than the reality. <laughs> okay, moving along. Um, so in the nerdy things, um, I we were gonna talk about Magfest and like whoops again, like we didn't go. Um, so I just again want to save that conversation between me and Prowess. I think my only thing that I'm just gonna say very publicly is like, please, 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 please just get vaccinated like i american thing to do i know like at this point like i just feel like and and trust like aside from other folks that i know that have medical exemptions and i understand that there are medical exemptions and that's absolutely 100 fair and valid and like oh there's that um 
there's a new hashtag going on about CDC, um, which I forgot what it was called and forgive me for forgetting, but it's to protest in favor for um, the disability community. Um, but yeah, like what I was trying to say with that is you like, get vaccinated, just protect yourself and protect others. Like that's the whole point is like, it's not being like trying to force the jab down your throat and say, ha ha ha, I got you. Now there's a microchip in your body. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is like, I keep hearing that there's other countries that have been waiting for this vaccine forever and ever and ever. And that the West is just hoarding many, many doses and that for the West to hoard this many doses and for us to not get vaccinated at this point, it's just really showing our asses about how shitty Western countries are. So just do the diligence and get vaccinated so you protect yourself, you protect others. And also we can actually continue to have fun at events. Like, and sure, like if you get sick, great. But like, I am also a believer of like, aside from the breakthrough cases that it should help, you know, endure. But at the same time, just, Wait. what? I don't think you, <laughs> I think you were talking too fast and you were like, if you get sick, great. <laughs> like, great. Wait, no. If you get sick, stay home, great. Yeah, if you get sick, stay home, like, please stay home, but also just do the diligence. That's all I'm asking is just do the diligence. Like I, if we have so much privilege and we're not taking advantage of it, I'm, I'm confused. I'm literally confused. Like I didn't realize that getting the vaccine was a luxury. Like, or there's many things that we take for granted um, as luxuries, which is why it's like, no matter what, no matter what stressors uh, I have going on in my life, it's always like, well, be grateful because look at all of the things that you do have. Look at where you live. Even I have this house and I was like, I don't know, in a permanent supportive housing program or even on the streets out here, there's shelters, there's food, there's water, like survival, my survival. Survival is never really uh, in question at this point. It's like, we're all going to thrive. It's a mindset. I think there's a lot of things that um, we concern ourselves with that are social constructs. And we um, don't realize that literally there are places that don't have any type of supportive infrastructure in place or the infrastructure that they do have is like literally actively trying to kill them more than they're actively trying to kill us here. So... To, to be clear about my statements, like I want these other countries to have the same access. I want them to have the same access as us. And I hate the fact that I learn every single day that we're hoarding something that could help us and could help other countries. And yet what we're hoarding, we're not even using. And so it's just so American to me that in a country of hoarders that we're hoarding things that we're not using. And it hurts me because me as an aspiring minimalist, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Oh, here, I'm going to have this dose here and I'm not going to use it. Like the fuck. <laughs> and it's going to go bad. Like you, you got to use it. Yeah. Anyway. It just, it's just so, it, I almost said poetic, but it's not even beautiful because poetry is supposed to be beautiful. It's just, it's just so weird that we're hoarding all these doses and we're not using them. Hoarding, hoarding. Anyway, um, but yeah, that's, I might, I, there might be a little bit of editing here because I said, if you get sick, great. That's not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. This, this is good. We fixed it. It's fine. They know what we mean. I guess what I'm just trying to say is like, and I just, I just hate that, like, I'm still asking for folks to just do the right thing, but it, it is what it is. I guess we're all adults here and we have to do what is best for us instead of what's best for everybody. But, um, but yeah, there is also a new hashtag um, for those who are listening. I'm trying to find it for some reason, and I do apologize for my ignorance um, in advance. But um, because that CDC is like now just like putting out these weird regulations where it's like, oh, instead of two week quarantine, you can quarantine for five days. And I'm like, who's paying you to say this? And who has a gun to your head? Like, who's <laughs> um, who like twice if you need help? Um, but yeah. it really does impact the disability community where it's like you don't understand. There's a lot of folks who are immune compromised. And even if they are boosted, that they still can face a 
a life's implication from getting sick. Um, and so, or not life implication, it could be fatal to them. And so we need to look out for that community as well. Um, to ensure that like, it's not just about you, it's about everybody, including them. And so, you know, you know how Kylie and I talked about allyship, like, you know, there's different groups of folks who need support. They also need support too. Cause you know, from unfair things with wheelchairs, from invisible disabilities, like it's just, please stay aware that it's more than just about you. Like it's more than you. What do you, what do you mean? It's, it's more than me. I hate you. I hate you so much. All right. But anyway, um, yeah. So that's the nerdy segment. Um, not really nerdy. Um, here on Lady Blurt sings the blues. Here we go. Lady Blurt sings the blues. We have I mean, feelings. It's the we blues. have feelings this it's episode. It's not supposed to be happy. I mean, like, everyone's like, oh, you guys are depressing. I'm like, did you not see the fucking title? Lady Blurt sings the blues. The struggle. The struggle is real. Like why do you where do you think blues music came from? From happiness? Nah. Get out of here. Okay. Anyway, we do have a call to action. Um sister of the friend uh friend sister of the friend, friend of the show, sister of the show, sister of the show, sister. Sister. Uh Danielle McGray, who is a beloved voice actress, is um raising money to uh bury i believe her father donald mcray um and so she does have a gofundme or i think uh her brother is setting the gofundme i'm just gonna double check these details just to be sure um but oh yeah it's her father so yeah right now she's trying they're trying to get about six grand and they're about i think a quarter of the way through um so just you know go on there and donate what you can um they're just trying to make sure that they have a proper burial burial for um in respects of a recent um demise so just you know help her out she's great um really loved the many times that she's kind of talked with us and all that jazz and so um just you know it's always good to just support um but yeah i do send my sincerest condolences to the mcrae family um it's not easy to set somebody to rest especially when finances are kind of like disabling that um and it's just like ah uh, during a time of such like emotional strife to have to talk about money 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 on top of everything else and that's a struggle in and of itself so yeah exactly so yeah just do do the thing um and just be be supportive and so if you guys need to find where that link is uh you can go to daniel's uh twitter page it's danielle mcvo um and just kind of scroll down the timeline it's there um for the fundraiser i believe it's raise the funds to bury our father donald mcray uh, with all dashes in between each word um so yeah that's our call to action for this week um our <laughs> Our Big Move Monday, and this is something that I've been being, I was terrible with keeping up with, but I'm going to start keeping up with it recently, is Dying of Exposure, which is a Twitch um, event that happens. I think it's the D&D event, but Prowess is on it. And I think Kadesh Flow is on it as well. And it got my attention because I posted on Twitter about something about stop scrambling your eggs with with a Hitachi wand, which I forgot about that. And I just remember today as I'm saying that, and I'm like, please stop using your sex toys on food. Stop it. Those things are $65 a piece. <laughs> Ma'am, that's not even, that's not, that is not the concern I have. This, I feel, <laughs> falls in line with um, the trend of people like using their vaginal yeast to cook with and like, please stop. We don't need to do that. Um, also, in this day and age, I don't necessarily need you to like use your saliva to cook either. Um, it's just not an experience that I necessarily think is sanitary or needed in these times. Please um, can we keep your please bodily fluids. That? Oh, go ahead. Out of my food. Just keep keep your bodily fluids out of my food. Next segment, we'll talk about cooking with cum. But you know what? For this segment. Mm, mm, mm. yeah Please. stop sticking your baby batter in food 
it's just stop stop putting your baby batter in food that's nasty like that was so slim shady 1999 <laughs> or whatever <laughs> stop putting your menstrual period blood on things as a keepsake let's be reminded that your lining is also human waste so please stop beautifying your period like this like wait, I, wait as a keepsake like i keep hearing that women are like using their blood as a keepsake and i'm just like please like it's your body preparing for a baby and your urine lining sheds because it's saying we don't need this it's waste we're wasting it so just it comes out of your body to it, you filthy wolves <laughs> breath you should so regain that iron like i know it's insensitive to artists who are, who have used you who have used it to prove a point if you're using it to prove a point please yes <laughs> keep doing the thing i support you but if you're doing it to just be like here's a keepsake because you love me stop wait wait no like as a keepsake like they're giving it to other people yeah <laughs> <laughs> most amusing thing um this is going to keep me going along um oh my the oh god yeah <laughs> i don't know yeah. what the letter is like like i want to i mm, i will find something on pinterest about this later for sure yeah <laughs> Ready? because now we've spoken oh. into the universe it exists so i'm not my ideas that are coming out of my mouth coming that are coming out of my mouth it's not because i'm making this up it's because i've heard about this shit somewhere so now instagram heard it and it's like do you want to put your uterine lining in a bottle and make it into a crick cut necklace and just go with it and give it to your loved one so they remember you i'm like do you understand what marinated vagina smells like stop just it smells delicious. Stop. It smells no. divine. Bring it here. Thank you. Um, I'm just thinking of all the people who are having like pregnancy scares and then they get their period. Definitely send that shit to your partner. Like, here's your gift, darling. A lack of baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think <laughs> I think we've had too much fun on the show. Um <laughs> lack of baby. Stop. To me, I see that as like sending that to a guy where you're like, hey, so you sneezed in me. Stop the sneezing. I need you to pay $70 or to somehow help me get a plan B. And he's like, nah, fuck that noise. I'm not going to do it. And it's like, oh, okay. And then you get your period being like, ah, a sigh of relief. Now I'm going to get this uterine lining and I'm going to stick it on his door like the blood of Christ and just be like, here, you deserve this because you couldn't pay $70 to prevent what could have happened, asshole. Like, I see that as a revenge tactic for sure. <laughs> what? what in the vindictive V? Y'all do not piss lines V off ever because this is how you end up with period blood on your door. So if she this says, hey, I need that pill, and you're like, nah, I'm not going to do that. I can't afford that. Even though you can afford to just slosh your shit in her without a condom and not control yourself. Because I know you guys can control it. I know you guys can. Mr. Pullout Game Strong, you can control it. Anyway. Uh, oh, what a joy. This this has been control yourselves wonderful. people control but anyway yeah so dying of exposure <laughs> it's a pop culture and entertainment group runs by a bunch of friends who like to make things which is their tagline on twitter they do a dungeons and dying of exposure session every week or for most weeks and i've seen folks like triple a ron on there who is shabzilla's husband we have had uh a -A on there uh we've also had the paladin and prowess and and you know just name all your favorite like nerdcore faves and babes so just um check it out it's really hilarious um the things that i've heard prowess relay to me i'm gonna start watching it more often because i've popped in a couple times but not long enough for me to be like i'm gonna sit here and watch the whole thing just like a quick two seconds but now i'm i'm invested now i feel invested now so uh please go check them out uh you can follow them on twitter at dying of exposure um it's all one word and yeah so i think oh yeah they were our big move monday if i haven't said that so yeah, other they things, were. 
Yeah, so other things to look out for, 7th Street, Big Band, the big band that I am in, uh, we do have an album in the mix. And also we do have a few shows coming up. So just follow along 7th Street Big Band on on Instagram. You can also follow us on Twitter at 7th Street underscore BB. Um, and then also Progress is working on an album as well. So keep your eyes open for that. We got some projects underway. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for being here on another episode of Lady Blair Sings the Blues. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud. Apple Ponds and Spotify if you just want to hear us on your ears. You can also find us on YouTube. We're aspiring to Twitch. We are still trying to figure that out. If anybody has any pointers to get some streaming going, we would appreciate that. And we are trying to do a Thursday series with us interviewing folks on uh, Twitter spaces. So also keep your eyes open for that as well. Um, of course, we got to shout out our folks. Uh, you know, thank you so much uh, to uh, the rap nerd for our theme song. Um, I saw Lizzo did another bye bitch segment. So like, you know, bye bitch. So yeah, we were excited to see that. Um, but also lastly, shout out to DJ Tyokin and Mark Cooper for the beats within the show and keeping us lifted. So yeah. Uh, Thanks for being back with us. I know it's a duo today instead of a trio, but uh, hopefully Prowess will be back um, and, you know, safe and sound and we get to uh, just drown you guys in MAGFest-isms. So I can't wait for that. All right, bye. Bye.